Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Rodeo Time, the podcast. Today, look at these arms. Uh, you see that flex? You can't look at them because you're listening to Rodeo Time, the podcast, with Dale Brisby, Donnie Daytona, Josiah Chicho, Nation, Zapata, lastly, Mr. Corey Anderson, the Viking himself, hails from Weatherford, home of Total Feeds. Um, welcome, Corey. We apologize ahead of time for any inappropriateness, immaturity. and um, I'm just glad the AC's on. I'm here to be an energy drink for everybody's ears and who, let Dale know that I am so glad that that air conditioner is on. Who is he apologizing about inappropriateness? Is that because I'm here? Like you're apologizing to the audience because I'm here. No, I'm is that apologizing what this is? to you oh. <laughs> because you just never know what we're going to say mm-hmm. on here. What are we talking about today, Cheech? I feel like I... Okay, so I think... Let's talk about the 90s. Sports, hip-hop, and rodeo, and rock and roll. Okay. Yeah. Donnie, this might be a little bit out of your realm. I was born about halfway through. Almost exactly halfway. July 4th, 1995, I was born. 1995? What was happening in 1995? 95, that was a big year. Yeah, it was a big year. I was on a fishing boat in Alaska. Really? In 1995. <laughs> That's where I spent most of that year. Rodeo in 1995 was... I, was, I think the PBR was even born in 1995, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah? Was it yeah. 94? Early 90s. Early 90s. I was... Um, Spamin... Spurring Big Bramer necks for big money checks Tiger in strikes. 1995. Yeah. Not a lot of tiger stripes. I'm talking no. just like like just big humps. Big hump. I was laying hump. That's what hump. I was doing. I was laying hump. Why is that funny to you, Donnie? Uh, there was a lot of I humps. In my nose. There was a lot of humps in Del Rio, Texas at, in 1990. Yeah, I heard, in the 90s. I heard Del Rio was a party in the 90s. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Mac Altizer. I never made it to that one. I was, I was always up north. You were up then. north? Yeah, I was up yeah. north. So... I almost caught a plane a couple of times, and I didn't. Well, Doc, you uh, you were a '90s like, well, I mean, my Corey, no, <laughs> sorry, you are a doc. Did you get your doctorate? No, I only have a bachelor's. They call me that for those of you who don't know. I do a little counseling behind the scenes. Yeah, with pretty much everyone. He has his uh, psychiatry degree. Is that you need to sit psychology psychology degree technically. And uh, you need to sit with Dale for a little longer. It's 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 a something I will a project I will never finish. I'm just gonna lay that out there right now. I've always said that maybe it's me that's the one that's messed up, but I'm starting to think that it's everybody else. That's, <laughs> that's perfectly normal. I'm the one that's. It's safer to assume that. It's safer yeah. for all of you out there to assume that everyone else is wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then you don't have to do anything about it. Exactly. Yeah. You can't fix everybody else. Yeah. Man, now, why are you? Tell us about. Tell us about your your jobs, because you 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 went into psychiatry, but now you're a feed salesman of sorts. <laughs> yeah. Marketing director. Okay. Yeah, that's why you deal with me. Yes. Yep. <clears throat> you mean the kind of jobs that I've had, or how I got from one to the other? How you got from psychiatry to feed. <laughs> it's easy, my dad. <laughs> my dad needed help, and 
I had never done marketing before, but uh, you would be surprised how easy it is when you have a degree in psychology. Human behavior. Yep. Manipulation. What? Yes. Yep. Thank you. You Perfect. know what, Donnie? Manipulation. <laughs> Manipulation is not one of those things. Okay, well, kind of. I mean... It's yeah, you're a, in it's sales. It's not a dirty word. I am in sales. I kind of feel like... Not that sales and marketing are the same thing, because they're not. That but I, well, I can do both. I can do both. But I have a pretty good knack for selling stuff, I feel. like I, I used to really like to sell anything. Like, I don't care. If I could find it and it, I could sell it to somebody, like, I love doing that. It's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. You know, I learned when I was young, I was told if you learn to sell, you'll never go hungry. Yes. And it has paid my rent many, many times over the years. Yeah. When, but something when things about, got, didn't so, work out, you know? Some people like have it out for salesmen. <coughs> yeah. I think it's certain salesmen say. that give the rest of us a bad name. There is. I, how do you, is there such thing as a business that doesn't sell? I mean, that's true. Yeah, when you 100%. got the slick haired guy, not, I'm not. You have a rocking haircut, by the way. I, I know who does your hair. Okay. Cheech. I know who does your hair, too. Can we stay on one thing? I am. But what I'm saying is, when you got that slick-haired guy, like the... Yeah. Car, like the used maybe, car salesman. The used car salesman, or the snake oil salesman, kind of, what yep. everybody says, like... And they go about it the wrong way. Like, it's just... That guy gave everybody a bad name. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but you're talking about... You're talking about selling something to somebody that they don't need or they don't want. That's where you get the bad yeah. name. Yeah. Or that's not a proven product. You know, you're just selling crap. Now, in the case of Dale, who doesn't need a stupid hat or an ugly shirt from, from Dale's warehouse? <laughs> I'm only wearing these shirts just because it's marketing. I was told to wear this for marketing reasons. You think that's funny? Yeah. I thought Actually, <laughs> nobody told you to wear that shirt. He did. Too. You went I'm and done. put it on on your own accord. I do insist sometimes that people that work for me wear the shirt in videos because most of the time we don't even... It was like 30 podcasts before we ever did a plug. See that? That's Morse code right there for y'all. For your brand? Yeah. For your brand. For the brand. Yeah. I mean, like... We might talk about it if it came up, but like, but, but like a hardcore plug, go to dalebrisby.com. Like if you listen to, this is like podcast 37, yeah. there may be three or four of them that we've done, and it was at the end. Because, it's, because most of the time, the only plug we do is actually wearing the shirt. I love sales, but I hate sales. Like I loved selling stuff. Like I went to, I think I may have talked about it before, but I went to on a field trip when I was in like fifth grade or something. I had, like, no money. We didn't have money. So, like, of course, on the field trip, got by your own lunch. I didn't even ask my mom and dad for money. Like, they don't have an extra 10 bucks to give me, you know, which I, at that time, anyways, whatever. I had $2, but I had a bunch of yo-yos I had, like, collected and put together. You were string, that kid. And then I had yeah. this little bottle that I put oil in, yo-yo oil. So yo-yos were hot back then. Yeah. And so I go to this field trip and like, we're all, you know, we knew some of the tricks, me and my, my buddy, um, who he, he did have a little money and he had a nice yo-yo. So we would, yeah. What model? Man, I can't remember. Uh, it was like a five star something. Oh yeah. Something five star. <laughs> Shut up. Anyways, you could do like the, you could do the little triangle thing yeah, yeah. where it, and then, and then, then you, you could, like, you could like, you made it sleep, walk the dog. <laughs> well, like, 
I'd be, I'd be like, I'm a problem solver. Like, Shoot whoa, the moon. Your yo-yo would moon. sleep longer, meaning like stay in the spin at the oh, bottom yeah. if you oiled it a little bit. Oh, let me get some of that oil. Nah, not for not for fifty cents or, you know, <laughs> give me the, come up off three quarters. Golly, I'll, I'll oil that See, yo-yo. I, I never been. I came home. I, I bought my own lunch. I came home with $36. You left with $2. Scammer. I'm not bullcrapping. I sold a and few yo-yos. you came yo-yos. home with $36. I sold some string, and I, I, and I oiled some yo-yos. Mm-hmm. This is a true story. Like, mm-hmm. I came home with, and I loved it. And everybody, they wanted, I mean, I've sold them a real thing. Like, yeah. here's a yo-yo. A kid gave me four bucks for a yo-yo. I would have been what was called a disruption in the market. I would have went with my own money and bought a gallon of canola oil and went up there. See, but like, so, no, you see, can't. that's the disruption right there. There's, it that's wasn't a behavior. big enough market. It, it wasn't a big enough market to just oil yo-yos. Like there's only so many yo-yos. They only need so much oil. So like, it was like a variety of things that I was a one-stop shop. You could not only buy the yo-yo from me. Jiffy Lube. I sold them the yo-yo while it needed oil so they would come back later. To it, which is right. kind of messed up. I understand now. I said, oh, what? oh, is that that yo-yo I sold you an hour ago? He's come seen, back over here. Give me 50 cents. I'll oil struggling with the tricks after he sold me yeah. an hour later. And oh, like, you're gonna oh need, you know what? You're going to need some yo-yo oil. You're going to need some yo-yo oil. Yeah, you're going to need a new string, too. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways. Um, There's a lot of lessons there, though. There's a lot of lessons there. Because to Cheech's point, no, people don't like salesmen because they don't like to be sold. Yeah. But if you're providing something they they want, even they might not know it yet. Dale had to make them think they needed it. And they think they want it. And sometimes That's you want difference. to be sold to. Yes. You might go into a yo-yo stop, and you don't know anything <laughs> about yo-yos. You're like, I want the best dang yo-yo you got sell me you know and those are the i mean those are the well let me walk you over here and you will be the yo-yo master which but that's not how you did you you had those yo-yos and you were going to unload them yeah but you you made those kids believe that they needed a yo-yo because it was cool you were setting an example but wasn't it weren't they happy about it and they were of course so who there's see there's no victim there exactly yes that's different. I sold and, Capri Suns. And it's the U.S. of A. <laughs> they didn't want a yo-yo. Go juice. down the and partake in the actual um, field trip. Like, yeah. stop skipping this session right. and go, you know. That's what I, don't, I, I get. I get so frustrated at people that are like, that throw rocks at capitalism. Yeah. Like, don't buy the dang shirt. Yeah. Don't buy it. People that don't like capital, capitalism, they're like, I, they just... That really bugs mm. me. It really, it's just because you don't want to take the time to go out there and work for something and so, like make yourself something. Well, like who you, doesn't have bills to pay? Well, exactly. Yeah. That, I mean, we've all, we've all got to pay the rent. Don't be mad at me just because I'm selling something. Uh, like, yeah. There was a guy that called me to announce the rodeo. His name was, uh, what was his name? You might know him. Craig. Uh, Craig. Craig. Craig is a perfect example of, uh, that guy's a jerk. I honestly believe that what does he, he have to do with sales? But he's where y'all are talking about who doesn't like capitalism. We all got the rent to pay. He doesn't believe that. Okay. No, 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 no. This is the, this is, you're the one. So Craig is saying, hey, you come do this. I'll Craig give you this much money. He was combative. All you had to he do, was, all you had to do cheap. was tell Craig, no, 
I did tell Craig no several times. What you're what you're getting mad at is like in your mind, you've told Craig yes. You get there, then you're frustrated that you're there working for too little money. Then you're talking crap about Craig. All you had to do is tell Craig no. I'm gonna fight Craig one day. I'm gonna fight him, just cause. If you don't want to go somewhere, I don't know. I think the only thing I've ever sold in this life is myself. That's a pretty good point. Every, everyone <laughs> has to sell themselves. Yep. There's the best lesson. Yeah. You said you did how many podcasts before you even talked about sales? 30. I mean, I, out of 36 podcasts, I may have talked to, I may have said the words DaleBrisby.com on like six or seven of them. Eight now. Out of 30. So my, 30, my marketing strategy for Total Feeds wasn't to go out and beat people over the head with pictures of horses and say, buy horse feed, buy horse feed, buy horse feed. <laughs> I sat my parents down and I said, Dad, I'm going to make you into a brand. And people yeah. are going to listen to you. You're going to give away your expertise for free. They're going to like you, they're going to learn something, and then they're going to want to buy horse feed. And mm-hmm. that's how we did it. Yep. And give them value before you ask for so They'll come to you for the sale. Just right. give them value. That's the only Absolutely. reason I still have this job. Because I just made it. I made myself a likable person. And it wasn't you your face. You an asset, too. You were an asset. Yeah. I don't know. You're welcome. I mean, like, obviously. <laughs> so, so we're cool now for the next? Yeah, we're one. cool. All right, cool. It's such a double-edged sword. Like, I enjoy, <coughs> I enjoyed coming home with $36 when I was a, um, the, it's the, the process. So, like, I've had cows. I've had, since I was in high school, at some point every year, I've owned either yearlings or cows. And. Probably the most excited I've been was last year in in the cow industry. Um, was I bought seven head of roping calves from Tough. He had been roping on them. They were all heifers, and um, he was about to take off for the summer. And he was like, hey, you know anybody wants them? So I bought them like exactly what he would have bought them for in the sale barn, but they're, they're smaller calves, and I knew that they'd be straight. And um, and I put them on top of some cows on on the, the cows on Wacamole Camp because there was a little extra grass, and uh, so I put them on top of there. I watched them for a few weeks. Two of them got real weak, or just they they weren't gaining. I was like, those two are the they might die. So I sold them, sold those two, got back, made like very little on them but made a little bit kept the other five all through the summer late into the fall and sold them and i made like 175 dollars a head if i if you computed it out and i couldn't have been more thrilled about those five calves that i made that money on like way more than any amount of cows i've ever had and sold Mm -hmm. like it was just that process was more fulfilling to me than if I'd have sold five, you know, 100, 105 head. Like, anyways, I don't know. It, because I, I I identified an opportunity, I took advantage of it, I sold them. Now, those are the, are the the moments that get you in trouble in the cow industry because it doesn't always work out like that. What? But <laughs> but nonetheless. I thought, I thought cattle business was all gravy. Yeah. My point is, is like, like. I just love seeing these little opportunities, a new design, coming up with a new design, seeing it come to fruition. It does good, great. But like, 
there's also the side of me that like I can go somewhere a booth does half of what it did the year before and I don't care like we got to interact with kids you know we just I don't know like I do enjoy it but also like like for instance with spring of 2020 all that's gone on like I just don't lay up at night. Like, obviously, things have slowed down for mm-hmm. businesses, especially those in an apparel industry. Like, okay, cool, whatever. Like, life goes on. Like, it's not the end of the world. Like, I, I mean, like, I just, we enjoy what we do, and it is what it is. And Well, that's the thing. There's always ups and downs. So if you're not doing something you enjoy to do it anyway, you're in trouble when it goes down. Yes. Exactly. You're, you're, you're having, yeah, I'm not you guys doing are this. having fun getting up every day doing what you're doing. Yeah, I'm not doing this for the up right. moments. Yeah. I'm doing it because, yeah, we were doing this when there there was no website. Like if that, you were just in this to cash that's out, how we got started. you'd be in a world of hurt. Absolutely. When things slow down. 100%. That's, I guess that's that's. And good. I also think that business, and, and this is me, like the business chief that, the business really, cheech like i love it when businesses do come uh i love the the climate right now because of yeah obviously things are slowing down but i like the way when businesses do start in the time of right now because it's pretty easy right now to start any kind oh, yeah. of business absolutely because once once the climate does change in this market whether it goes from from bad to worse or from most of the time, it's going to be from bad. It's going to get better. It just takes time. And I think in that time, well, you said something about the process. Um, taking that process of time, there was one thing in every equation that I think people don't understand, and that's the time that it takes for you to figure out the process. Mm-hmm. And that process might take a year, and it might take five years. Right. Yep. And, and I think that people... You don't um, start out with the answers. No, yeah. no, you gotta, you gotta go down. Like if it's bad right now, it, can't, yeah. it, it it's gonna, not gonna get any better. It's not this gonna get process. Better. You can't force it. Started, like what landed us right here. The first time we started any of this was 2010. Yeah. So a decade. And a lot get, of people are afraid to get started because they don't want to fail because they don't have all the answers and i'm like you can't have all the answers yeah we still you, don't you never have all the answers if i'd waited until we had all the answers we would have not started you, never even you have 10 years to later. adjust every day it's not like and this is my five-year plan and if you stick to that plan guess what you're going to wind up where you started if you do not adjust yeah, I, and, I, right. and i and i i honestly feel that way i, I think when i started announcing rodeos i started with high school rodeos, junior rodeos, um, bull ridings came along, you know, like standalone bull ridings. And I figured so out, why well, you didn't go work for Craig? <laughs> Number one, we'll get back to that here in just a second. Let me, let me give you this. Let me, let me spit some Don't call his of bluff. this. Carl's a jerk and I'm going to find him. And I'm going to fight him. Craig. Anyway, uh, I, ha- I knew that I had to work those rodeos to number one, to polish, <laughs> to get better to work out processes, um, to be able to work out eight things mentally in your head and convey information at the same time. And so, uh, and, and going to different places in different arenas and learning. Yep. And it, it took a long time. Craig's deal is he's just, he's just cheap and he's just dumb and dirty. Craig is the 
yeah, like we love what we do, but that doesn't mean you're gonna go work for free for Craig yeah. at, at this at, point in your career. At a, yeah, at a certain point, like I'm a fighting. <laughs> at a certain point, you become like you become not better you know than, your worth. But yeah, you know your worth. Yeah, that's, that's a good way of saying it. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, just like in the yo-yo business, you got to know your worth. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Uh, How much is oil worth in the yo-yo business? So we talk a lot about, we talk a lot about um, rodeoing, obviously. Bro, don't flex while you're on the podcast. Like I feel like you're trying to flex on me. Is there a mirror behind you, Cheech? What is he looking at that he's flexing? Like? I'm looking at the camera. Hey, looking at me. Mm. Look at that, baby. You don't even have glasses on. I know. <laughs> so we talked to we talk a lot about rodeoing we talk a lot about guys getting started how to get started um and then there's rodeo cowboys listening i guess this could apply to a lot of different um industries and people but you are a brand in the industry total feeds so Mm -hmm. tell us somebody's phone is interfering yeah yours uh, tell us, like, as a brand, you have really people come to you a lot, I'm sure. And how do you make decisions on who you accept as an endorsee? I have to see, and this is true whether it's an individual or an event or a TV show. I have to have an idea for how many eyeballs I'm going to get mm-hmm. and positive ones. Mm-hmm. They have to, you know, they have to match my message, first of all. Uh, if it's an individual and they come to me and, and they've never tried my feed, well, I really don't have much to say to them because in, in case of you, Val and Chris, all the big names, you guys all tried the feed first. You believed in the product first. Right. So, and, and there are people that come with their hands out and like, well, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about doing some rodeo. Wonder if you'd sponsor me. I'm like, you're, you need to, few more steps there before I'm ready to talk to you. Yeah, Yeah, I need I need to bring something to my table. I'm giving you money that that I have to earn back. I have to get that back in feed sales. So uh, that's what I look at. Like, Mm -hmm. well, what's the impact when I give you this many dollars? How do you give me that much feedback? Feed animal feed, right? (laughs) Not feedback. Yeah, like like feed that animals eat yeah. right yeah okay? not feedback yeah. as in like your hair is stupid yes. <laughs> right not negative feedback <laughs> <laughs> so like right now i'm on my way i stopped here because i'm on my way up to and this is an opportunity thing shine frontier days what 120 some years it's been going they canceled yeah. for the first time <clears throat> 123 i think one of the people i sponsor went to the committee and said you guys aren't using the dirt uh how about I put on my own event there? They weren't opposed to it. They just didn't want, you know, the, the people that run Cheyenne Frontier Days didn't want the liability. So they've got a five-day roping, a four-day sorting, a two-day barrel race that I'm going up there for. And I, left, I right. sponsor every one of them. And I can tell you now, there are going to be plenty of eyeballs because people have nothing better to do. Mm-hmm. These are the same people that put on the ranch sorting in Fort Worth. It was the first event to go on in uh will rogers yeah i I was yeah we were there 6400 teams that the events on both ends of them canceled they had 6400 teams i live streamed that and it was i couldn't believe and it was my best year it was the first time in will rogers since all this stuff came up 
I think it's the biggest event in Texas horse event since the American Rodeo. Mm -hmm. Uh, like gotcha. three months just in these last few months okay I yeah just, and and they just had yeah. the nerve to do it and and you know they they did everything they were supposed to and nobody got sick and but people are so hungry for that and i know this event is going to be big mm -hmm. yeah. but you know that's what i'm those are the kind of people i work for they are that that work for me that i sponsor is they they have that attitude that you know they're forward thinking they're positive and like you know Yep. That's that works with my brand. That works with my message. I've had people over the years that just were there for a paycheck, and we've weeded them out. First yeah. of all, they're dishonest about it. Right. You know, I had I had somebody. I'm not going to name drop. Actually, tell my dad. And he said, "You know, your product is the only one I don't have to lie about." I'm like, you shouldn't say that <laughs> ever. <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care if we it's my the product. Right mind would even. I mean. Thank you, Cheech. Exactly. I'm just saying. Anyway, yeah. uh, I don't want somebody like that on my team. And right. that's that's good because I, I when you it's a hard thing to do. It's a very hard thing to do when you start weeding out uh, people that are there for the check because mm -hmm. I feel that when you bring uh, enough value to a uh, not just to a brand, but when a brand and their product brings value to you, it's almost it should be you should be bringing more value to them than you are to your own self yeah it should know? be a competition that's yeah. everything in life well donnie's point and somebody as as young as donnie telling me that he sells himself well then i know he gets it yeah because we all are yeah. right i am yeah i mean i am up <coughs> i am up at those events i'm selling myself to the general public and you know you can't we've talked about this you can't be above your customers ever so i mm -hmm. until COVID hit i go to all these weekend shows horse shows shake hands with people listen to their stories but i'm also up with the other sponsorees you know with cinch and wrangler and and uh yeah and prefer and all those people and i have to sell myself to them because we work events together we sponsor the same people and so we share information we share value with each other because you know this the rodeo industry is a, more of a family business than any other business i've ever been in mm -hmm. uh, I, I you know what uh, earlier today before you showed up i was actually on the phone um as uh, you know doing brand repping for rodeo time it's still the same thing i don't care if the iron is hot I don't care if you've got something that somebody they still want it. They want to know what you're still going to bring to the table, and yeah. and, and I don't care if it's whether it's feed, whether it's apparel, whether it's um, you know horses. I don't care. It, it's still you got to pick up that phone, and not just they want a relation. They want to buy from you because number one, they have a relationship. Number two. They absolutely. know that you're going to make everything right with your well, product. Absolutely. Number one, they want to buy it from you because they know, in your case, because they know it's going to sell. Yes, but but you still there still has to be that guy yeah. or that gal that picks the phone up and says, "Hey, this is Cheech with Rodeo Time. Yeah, I, I want to talk to you guys about possibly." Yeah, customer service is important. Yeah. Um. So, circling back, whenever you're somebody approaches you they need to yep. one already be a fan of the product yeah like wear it like yeah. if you're gonna go after rock and roll denim you don't walk in wearing not rock and roll denims yeah. um yeah that sh that should be obvious and so it number really two 
The second thing is what? Prove to you how they're going to sell more feed for you than what you're giving them. Bring, bring me your audience. Yeah. Who, who, you know, show me, show me who believes in you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whether you're a competitor or you're an event. Yeah. Show me who believes in you mm -hmm. and, and, and show me that you care about those people. Well, then I'll, you know, I'd be happy to, to work with you, to pay you, put my brand on you because I know you have people that mean something to you. Like my customers mean a lot to me. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the kind of business we run. Right. Yeah, I think I've heard people say that, like, you have to win, like, in competition to get a sponsor. And I don't, I don't think that's necessarily no. the case. Like, like JB, he, you know, his shoulder is messed up. Like, he didn't even compete this spring. Right. He's absolutely – now, he has won, and that has helped him. But him winning has brought attention to him, and people are watching him. Yep. And so that's – And he's not above that. That's why – he can now not even compete and be an asset because he has people's attention. So I've had people come to me that they don't have any audience. Nobody knows who they are. And I, I really, there's not much I can do with that. Right. I also have people that are known, but for some reason they feel they're above their, their fan base. Well, they're better than them. Well, yeah. I can't, I can't do that either. Yeah. I, I think in the rodeo business, uh, as an announcer, you know, there, and I'm going to go out there because I've never said this. So this is kind of like I'm going out on a limb. I it's think big stuff. I think that when Hopefully I'm there at a, at, if I'm at a rodeo, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fight Craig. I'm going to fight him today. Uh, hey, 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 calm down. What I'm saying is, I, when when I'm there at a rodeo, I don't, I'm not there. I don't want to ride their checkbook into the ground. I want to yeah. be. I want to have a home. I want to have a rodeo to do for the next 20 or 30 years versus the next three or four years. And they're like, man, is this a good rodeo? And you're like, no, there's a few things that we need to figure out before you start charging. For instance, they want to charge more at the gate. You need to work on your product a little bit more before we start charging for yeah. you to come in. For people, you know, Add you value. Know yeah. yeah. Add, add some value. It doesn't have to cost a lot either, necessarily. Mm. No. You just got to think about it. Yep. Yeah, that's all it is, is a value exchange. I mean, at the end of the day, total feeds, like, you guys are a business. You got to keep the doors open. That's right. You got to sell feed. It's not a charity. No. You know you can't what, just Corey? And, and I don't mean, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You know who doesn't bring any value to me? Who? Craig. Craig, <laughs> Craig brings zero value. That's the that's other That's because you won't let sorry, him. I was, I was pitching you a softball. Yeah, you won't, I know. You won't let him <laughs> bring you value because you won't accept his offer. I'm trying to build this on. I don't hey, know how much you can enough, squat, Craig. Cheech. We're gonna put this on your shoulders. Did you listen to that? No. The pr I don't. You haven't listened to that. Sorry. I prank, doesn't bring me any value. I prank phone called Cheech, and he fell for it hook, line, and no, sinker. No, I didn't. Fourteen-minute phone call of Craig. That's my book. Was it Craig Johnson, Donnie? Yeah. No. Craig Johnson. I'm putting on a. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm starting a new association. The Cowboys Rodeo Association of the Panhandle. If you keep doing that right now, the C R A P. That's no crap. Don't mess with my microphone, Cheech. The C R A P. I wanted Cheech to be my announcer. Stop it, Cheech. Don't touch the microphone. I'm trying not to laugh, Cheech. I swear. 
Anyways, no, anyway, anyway, you're the one who keeps bringing it up. <laughs> I'm just saying that we're talking about bringing value. Craig brings zero value. You keep bringing it up, so anyway. I needed to tell him. <laughs> I I offered him the best thing that's two hundred and fifty dollars to come announce my rodeo. I told him I'd get him a plate of nachos. He'd have to buy his own hotel room. I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> and be just come try it one night. Be try a one it. night stand with Craig. I wanted him to put some sweat equity into it. Anyway. And he said, he said, he said. Craig uh, grew up in Craig, the 90s. He said, Craig, I don't have another job. This is all I do. I got to get paid. I said, well, why don't you get another job? <laughs> and that's he, a, yeah. that's the turning point. He got pissed. <laughs> oh, There was this guy in history, you know, several decades Sorry. ago. There was a guy in history that. I'm sweating. There was a guy named Stalin and another guy named Hitler that uh, he, he was trying to just force, force people. Force people. Craig yeah. wasn't trying to force anybody. He he put out a sales pitch. Two hundred fifty dollars. Two hundred fifty dollars. It was the opportunity of a lifetime You're for him. You're going that way anyways. Yeah. He was going to get in on the ground floor. That's what Donnie thinks. On the ground floor. You were going to get in on the ground floor of the CRA. You know the best. You know why I am not on top of Craig right now, choking him right now, is because that AC is running. I'm just saying. Anyway, <sighs> not to take anything away from uh, Dale or this podcast, that I'm here to be, like I said, an energy drink for everybody's ears. Even yours, Donnie. That's a yeah, great I need, yawn. I need a, this is a teaching moment. Donnie's off of caffeine. Why are you off of caffeine, Donnie? I Why? Having, I was having chest pains. I oh. was taking way too much. I think my head would explode if I gave up caffeine. Dude. I'm stuck. Dude, I'm Did you run around I'm the house stuck. like the ultimate warrior? No. I was taking... Three sparks and a pre-workout a day. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The sparks, I think they got 120 milligrams, and then I'm sure that pre-workout's got like... I don't know how much it has. 250, got to. What? Milligrams of caffeine. I mean, it's a pre-workout. It's like it's supposed to... Jack- it makes, you, makes your skin tingle. There you is a what? toxicity level of caffeine. So I'm just putting that out there. Let's just say, let's just say 200. 360 plus Try 200. Try to say south of 400 milligrams yeah, a gonna, day. I'm definitely going to start Dude, back I could up, take but that. I just That was borderline week. 600. I just needed a week off for sure. Dale, Dale one time gave me... Dale got me all hyped up one time. I'm two sparks a day. On some spark and uh, uh, pre-workout one time when I came over here. And I was I didn't put you on both. You got me like you got me gassed up. No, I gave you I a, a spark. Of, I'm naturally I got a lot of energy anyway. Yeah, no, no crap. Yeah. We know. The hardest part I, is getting on bucking horses without some kind of like wake me up. So I ordered some smelling salts. <laughs> some, <laughs> some smelling salts. Yeah. Did they work? So there's there's your rodeo tip. You cannot wake up on a bucking horse. Yeah, well apparently. Yeah. He's been on 19 now. He's getting frustrated. He's losing his stirrups. He's getting really frustrated on number 19, and it's look at that guy's markout on that. Yeah, I'm, dude, I've been wa- looking at that this whole time. That's a markout. He's got some hooks on too, though. Look at him east and west. See his toes. So, are, I, I look at that judge. Look at the pants on that judge. Yeah, that judge has got some cake on the left. This. This guy? Yeah. Dude. He's got some cash. That's the first thing people comment <laughs> on when they corduroy? see that poster. <laughs> He's so, got some tight pants on, don't he? I would what venture year, to... What year was that? That's the 70s. Pants. Dude, it's got to be the 70s. Yes. Oh, Look God, at yes. the halter with Where do you the, think this hair comes from? Yeah. yeah. I grew up in the 70s. You think that guy I would, may have, I would say that's before 70s, wouldn't you? 
I think it's the seventies. Do you do you remember Chuck Norris when he had those the high action kicking jeans where they had like the Chuck Norris? They had a in panel the in the crotch, yeah. so he could get extra reach with his yeah with his, his feet. They had a what was, in the crotch? There was a panel in the crotch, so he could virtually do the spandex. splits. He sold these things. Oh, they were wow. for real pants. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You have a pair? I wanted some <laughs> just so I could ninja kick. For real. They didn't get you any. Well, they don't make them anymore, stupid. Mm. I mean, mm. this was the 70s. Lone Wolf McQuaid. Oh. Missing he, in action. He fought Bruce Lee on screen. What does Bruce Lee say you have to be like? How do you adjust? Be like water. Like water. Like water. <laughs> can flow, Are you like alive crash. How old are you? You weren't born in the 70s. No, no. no. I'm an 85 model. I'm going to okay. let y'all do the math. Yeah. But I think the 35 90s. years. Yeah. No, same I just, same I just age as 50, my, so my I saw every, almost every day of the seventies. Really? Uh, yeah, February twelfth, nineteen seventy. That's a, the same age as Dell's sister. She just turned. She just had a birthday. <laughs> that dude works his buns off. He, he was hard. weed eating yesterday. It was Sunday. It's two in the it, afternoon. It was like hundred one degrees. Maybe you're just getting weak. I told him. I said you ain't got to work on the weekends. He worked all day Saturday. He was running a weed eater at two o'clock on Sunday. Yeah, it was hot enough yesterday. I think I broke a sweat starting my truck. It is hot yesterday. Yeah. It's Africa hot. That's what yeah. I call it. I didn't feel like it was that hot yesterday. Uh, it Africa was. hot. Mm-mm. Since summer started, it's been Africa. It's hot. gonna be Africa hot in August. It ain't Africa hot yet. That's why I'm going to Wyoming. Sorry about you. I've had enough. I've had enough, Texas. I'm sick of it. What else are you excited about? It's on the horizon that y'all are doing right now. You're going up to Cheyenne, but... Oh, you've got some some projects coming up. You know, we've got a Rural America Live. We do seven of those a year, and now that we we do the taping in Fort Worth, we've invited people in. We had Craig sit in. We had Chris Cox. Um, Brett Beach and Charmaine James are going to come sit in. It's called what? Uh, Rural America Live. Oh. Nobody under 55 is going to know because it's on the Cowboy Channel. Yep. <laughs> this is what old people do. It's I did not television. know. No offense. <laughs> Cowboy Channel. Do. What do old people do? They watch television. Is this like cable boxes. So is this boxes. daytime TV for Cowboy Channel? No, it's evening. Is it? Gotcha. Did you ever steal cable? Did y'all did y'all ever steal cable? No. I you we know didn't what? Have it. Change, we didn't have I have TV. I have the worst. I have the most guilty conscience. I've never even like grabbed a pack of gum like in a grocery store. Really? So I I I, I would lose sleep thing, for a week. What's the closest thing you've done to grabbing a pack of gum that you did lose sleep about? A pumpkin. You stole a pumpkin. <laughs> really? It's after it's after Halloween. They were out in the parking lot, and my friend and I wanted to roll pumpkins out of the back of his. 76 Grand Sierra down this uh, road that we frequented at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> that was the closest I ever got. I let him steal the pumpkin <laughs> without turning him in. I stole a few road signs. <laughs> you did? That doesn't surprise I, me. I'm not saying that's the only thing I've lost sleep about, but as far as thievery. I don't know if it's my mother or, you know, the Bible. I don't know what it was, but something in my childhood made me horrified. I just can't. Just, I'm so guilty. I feel so guilty. Can't yeah. do it. Um, I don't know. I've, I haven't, 
I'm just gonna. Sk- I'm gonna skip mine. I'm gonna skip my turn on this one. <laughs> well, you I'm didn't. Sk- we weren't even gonna ask. Okay, you, so like, don't good, worry about it. I was it. already nervous. I don't want to. Some of them might be still outstanding. Man, I. I never stolen anything from like a store. You stolen a few girls' hearts? No. <laughs> no. I'm not even do that. I'm kind of a sweetheart. Definitely not. Stolen a few guys' hearts? No, definitely not. Wow. I stole a bottle of booze from. My neighbor had this little like house on stills down by the creek. Like, but it was like I don't know, like it's vacation home. So I, I was sneaking around down there one day, and I had a bottle of a handle of Jose Cuervo in there. I stole it. Is that's like, crazy because your dad owns a bar. Yeah, but I was like, just yeah, get it. I was like 13 at the time. Uh, oh, I needed it at, at a young age. Well, Trying to help you go to sleep, like taking no, a nap. I was just, I was like, oh, we got this now. <laughs> Is anything a crime if it involves drinking? I don't think so. Still, I think if you're 13. If you're 13 probably, and you're stealing booze, if I, you're probably going to w- wind up on the Maury Povich show. So if, if I had a dollar for every person that started a story with, well, I'd had a couple of beers. Yeah. And yeah. As Anthony Lucia would say, I found some water with alcohol in it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm no, I've never stolen anything like from a store. Yeah. I stole a baseball on accident once. I stole we were in Walmart at like three in the morning and I just I was playing with it and we were like halfway home and I was like, Oh crap, I still had this baseball in my hand. Okay. I stole a sucker one time. I'm gonna come clean, so now that y'all told on y'all selves. Okay. So we used to go through this store in San Angelo, it's called Win Dixie and they would have cookies out there and their cookies were fifty cents and they were and you could take them and eat them in the store. Well one time I went in there and I kind of forgot to pay for them while I had already ate them in the store. And my mom, being the great mother that she I is. I forgot. I just forgot. I forgot. She got me up from my room, got me out into the car, drove me to Winn-Dixie, and made me go in there with my own dang money. Yeah. With my own money. How did she yep. know? Did you tell her? Yeah. She said, what happened to those two cookies that you were going to get? Like, what, what happened? What, what did they? I was like, oh, I'll put them back. So I lied. Oh. And then I stole. Yeah. So then, like, I got, anyway, we had to drive back across town. She drove me back across town, walked me into the stupid store. Yeah. Like, I had stole, like, $1,000. Like, it, almost, it was almost like robbing. She told me, this is like robbing a store. You know that? This is just like robbing. You're a robber. Yeah, you are. And I was like, in oh. my mind, I was like, I don't even care. It's two cookies. Like, anyway, from that day forward. Yeah. I don't even care. Did you I'm learn your lesson, Cheech? <laughs> you know, I was a little bit rebellious when I was a younger kid, but. I can't see that. I did pay them every cent that they were ever owed, and I never went into that stupid Winn-Dixie and got cookies from there ever again. Because I felt like when I walked in, all eyes were on me. Mm. I got in big trouble for lying when I was a kid. Yeah, I didn't. Ooh, that's, I only, yeah, got, that's I only lied one. once or twice, but when I and I got caught, and I was like, never did it again. <laughs> <laughs> the the main the one lie I told, I confessed to, and I didn't get in trouble. But that's what's wrong. It was like you. a I, I was coming home from hunting one night. Yeah, we got to do. I didn't drink, and anyways, all we really ever did was go out hunting, and. That's what we would. So it was like a. It might have. I remember it being a weeknight, and I'm coming home, and it was maybe 11, and we'd been hunting hogs, and I was trying to 
get the shells out of this bolt action 243 and the little magnet or whatever that grabs the shell and pulls it out mm-hmm. like stop working because i Sounds I, cheap. I ran through that sucker three or four times trying to and just making sure so then i dry fired it and i had a, i had this sh- i had it pointed down i thought like i'm sitting the the door of the truck is open and i thought it was pointed at the dirt and i'll go to dry fire and it was not dry and <laughs> apparently yeah it was very wet and it freaking went off and scared the crap out of me obviously it come flying out of your hands my mom and dad run out and they're like what was that and i was like a possum and i missed it (laughs) my dad goes back inside he's like okay and then my mom comes out there she's like it wasn't a possum was it and i was like no (laughs) i went off on accident she was like well i'm not gonna tell your dad but you can so um the next day i had to take a trailer load of (laughs) stock to uh the sale barn in amarillo and so i go to amarillo and unload pull around park the truck and trailer in the back to go into the cafe and eat and uh um, come back out and my key won't work and i see on the truck door like i'm looking at the outside of the truck and it looked like something had hit it from the other side there was like 10 um dents coming from inside going out and uh finally i get a locksmith get the door open and the the, there, where the seam was, there was two pieces of plastic that came together and made a seam on the door. That that bullet went right in between the two pieces of plastic, so you couldn't tell there was a bullet hole. It hit the wiring harness that held the um, the locks, and the bullet fragmented into ten pieces and hit that door. So it did, like I shot this door point blank with a 243, and it didn't go all the way through, <laughs> but it broke that. Anyways, it messed up the wiring. I couldn't lock, roll down the windows, all the above. And anyways. That didn't have anything to do with the fact that I had been haunted by this lie to my old man. Yeah, it was wasn't this, about the, the gun. This angel of a man. And finally, I just went into his his office. He was and uh, was just bawling. Off. Never like, lie. Yeah, I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. Like I'm I, had, so I had betrayed like this woman. My and mom I, did have me humming. And like he was like, he was like, it's all right, it's all right, man. <laughs> I think he was just more weirded out that I was crying. I was like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I hear a little pussy. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't say that. But he was like, he was like, it's fine. It's not a big deal. And he may have even known. I don't know. But that was the that was the only time I've lied to my old man. Dale broke up mom and dad. Dale broke up mom and dad. <laughs> this is your fault. <laughs> that is one of my all-time favorite movies. <laughs> Speaking of all-time favorites, just really quick, like, like, out of this area, the people that aren't riding, who are your favorite, like, maybe bands, wrestler, and rodeo? Like, who are your like, rodeo cowboys? Like your favorites? Like, there's there's three, like a band, a wrestler, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Okay. The biggest mouth that I remember from back in the 70s, what I, I feel was the golden age of, yeah. of professional wrestling. <laughs> That's good. The bands can't be together right now either? Yeah, I mean, you oh. know, whoever. Well, as far as like Rodeo Cowboys, got to go with Billy E. Yeah. And then wrestlers, 
I'm just going to go with one that I can remember. That was Booker T. Oh, yeah. Had the flaming pants. And then bands, whether they're current, the two that I've been listening to the most of, rap would be NF. Country would be Shane Smith and the Saints. There's others. Flatland Calvary. I've been on a Flatland kick. But that's what... That's what consists my that's playlist consists of. Tony, Th- that's a weird list that you wanted there, but that's what mine is. Yeah, it is. How do you, you how do you put that all together? That's how my in brain your head. works, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Weird. Man, all time favorite, like probably listened to absolutely the most in my lifetime is ACDC. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Young gets Brian, it. Brian Johnson, though, not I know, I'm not a big Bon Scott fan. Like. Yeah, Brian Johnson. Yeah. Um, he's supposed to be coming out with another world. He's going to go out on a world tour. I with think ACDC. his vocal cords are all messed up. I don't think. I think Axl Rose has been singing with him. Yeah. Now, but uh, the gentleman, Axl Rose. The gentleman, Axl Rose. Yeah. I who, have been who pushed his own f- grand piano into his pool. I have been told I will throw a fit like Axl before. Fa- I, I have been told that. Favorite wrestler? I don't know. Maybe Shawn Michaels. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. And then. Um, I don't know. I'm probably gonna have to go with like Rusty Wright. Like I don't know. He was one of the first guys that I really started paying attention to. Like really kind of yeah got me interested in riding Bronx. Rusty Wright. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Well, I saw that deal on like all them guys that the Wright brothers yeah, on the yeah. Yeti did. Yeah, and I was like infatuated. I don't know. I was just like infatuated. Dude, is that is that a good word to use? That's a good. That's yeah, an open sure. Word. Like I was like, man, I just want to ride Bronx. Like. That yeah, looks like him and Cody and Ryder and all them guys. Like, I don't know. Yeah, cool. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Dude, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. He you was like have a, said that. Yeah. He was. He was. He was. Kind of a. I don't want to say a pioneer because he wasn't necessarily new. But he, he drove the beer truck. Man, he no, was. No, but he was. He was. He was like the most believable. Wrestler he was different. Too. Like yeah. he had a good backstory. Like yeah. it was just like just kind of a normal guy. But you I talk guess, about branding. I mean, but he well, really uh, made Vince himself for sure. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think made himself a the brand. most branded would obviously be The, the Rock. Rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he really was, sold himself. He took it to it. He sold himself. But, but you know, The Rock. He did level. say in an in an interview. He said, I went in there knowing that for seven years, Vince McMahon, not per se owned me, but I, I gave myself to Vince McMahon for seven years, and the day that it was over, Stop. shook his hand, and uh, and uh, he shook his hand and said, my, my contract's up, and he said, you're free to do whatever you want to do. Like, paid him, and, you know, he was like, but you know that in, in a couple years, you're going to have to come back. And what had happened was, was really funny because it was recently in an interview that he said that Vince McMahon had, you know, when he came back out of his retirement, he said that it was all about branding again because they had rebranded to, from WWF to WWE and The Rock went back. The, the sec- And I thought that it was really, 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 really cool. And the reason that I asked those three was because we're talking about behaviors earlier. You can tell. You can almost tell. No, I wouldn't say everything, but you can get a pretty good idea of somebody's like their persona of like some of their favorite things. You know, like looking at their music, looking at you know things that they like and what they're into. 
Yeah, I guess you'd have to ask those three because, like, it's hard to tell a lot about me by my favorite wrestler since I never really watched wrestling. You should have. So, I mean, I mean maybe really by my music. Make believe, make believe possums. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I about. could have picked Stone Cold because he was a little before my time when I started paying attention to wrestling. I think Ric Flair was pretty funny. <laughs> like, Shawn Michaels was on his way out when I really kind of started paying attention to wrestling. Yeah. I think uh, Ric Flair believed in himself. Macho Man Randy Savage. (laughs) (laughs) You okay? Don't worry, I'm going to edit that. I'll edit that down for y'all. It's Ric Flair, man. You can't edit that down. I spent more money. I spilt liquor. This is why we've got (laughs) headphones for everyone coming, so they'll know the damage they're doing. Um, Yeah, Macho Man Randy Savage was a good one. I liked his whole attitude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he would just go off on you, dude. Why? Why are you so unf- like? You love wrestling. Mm. Why? I. You know why? Because when I when I guess growing up on a ranch, I only really got a few channels. But when it rained or it was kind of <laughs> crappy weather, my grandmother watched wrestling. Mm. My grandmama, Frances. She's passed now, but. I was a single child for a long Sorry time, and that's lost. why I am the way I am. So Sorry for your loss. I'm being serious. She didn't mean it, Grandma. He, 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 I mean, he didn't mean it. He, I don't he didn't think mean he was joking. <laughs> yeah, no, I no. think he was. She, y'all had the same color hair, to be honest. Donnie, that's, that is a sick thing to say to somebody in, in his state of mind. <laughs> I was being serious. You're a sick person, Donnie Daytona. <laughs> Which makes it worse. <laughs> My grandma Somehow. died 22 years ago. Sorry for your loss. The, <laughs> the level of sarcasm, the pain. Yeah, don't act like you weren't being sarcastic. That's like the only You're language a you speak. Jerk, speak. Donnie. What are you I'm talking ex- about? Can I have a handwritten letter now of apology? Yes. <laughs> Donnie, I can see it in your face right now. You're thinking, why did I say? Dude, I was being serious. <laughs> Do you work for Craig? No, I don't. I okay. Fine. Thank you for joining us. Give us your life advice, Cheech. Um, as I always say, just be patient. Keep working. Mm. Um, harder than you did yesterday. Mm. That's pretty good advice. Mm. What you see? got, Corey? So, try to understand who you are. I tell everyone this. If you don't know who you are, you don't know what you should be doing, and you're going to swim upstream the rest of your life. Don't yeah. fight it. If... Even if you don't think who you are and what you can do is valuable, don't fight it because it can be valuable. One of my most rewarding points in my rodeo career has been quitting riding bareback horses. I, I, I just started it midstream. So Dale says be a quitter. And <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the hoppers. And I hated anything that wasn't just a downright hopper. And I got to where, like, I just, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy getting on eliminators. And those are, so I guess that would be, like, if you can't enjoy the eliminators yeah. in life, in whatever you're doing, you got to do something else. There's, there's no point in pushing it. All yeah. Right, I don't, I if you're not feeling it. <laughs> he's got nothing. He's, no, he's saying he doesn't enjoy it. <laughs> oh, I see. I thought he meant he I'm didn't have any advice. There's yes. no... <laughs> I've never been more liberated than when I stopped riding bareback horses. But, yeah, I entered Longview. 
one year and got on Shady Lady of Andrews. Hopper, super hopper. And felt like a bareback rider. And then the next year I was like, I'm going to go back and enter. I'm going to draw another hopper. And I and I drew Cool Water. Ooh. Not a hopper. Man, were you wrong about Not that decision, weren't you? Like Cool Water's like, I don't know, ask any NFR bareback rider, but like Cool Water's like, one of the top five most eliminating eliminators that there's been in the last decade and kind of he eliminated me do you think that it would be because i called i called somebody i think it was jake brown i was like what's this horse cool water he just started laughing i was like dang it <laughs> i think i think in uh, the horse has got your number <laughs> possibly uh in ja- the next jacob uh, slapped him out said i thought you were gonna die <laughs> it's like i did too that's why i'm done i got on like two more thought you were gonna die I, I want to um, maybe maybe uh, in the next week or two um, possibly sit down and maybe have uh, do a podcast over rank bucking horses. Like well, just we need like Jacobs or yeah, I'd probably have yeah. To sit that one out. Sterling. Why? Because they're experts. No, I'm talking about he. He said he'd have to sit that one out because well, I don't know much about him. We could get other bronc riders. Those are just the two we know the best. Yeah, I think I'd like to have Dean Wadsworth on a podcast. Oh yeah, he could talk about all the the bucking horses that we'd be referencing, anyways. Yeah, super witty, interesting. Do you know Dean? I don't. He's a redhead like Donnie, except a normal height redhead. He's like he doesn't have. I kind of like when I'm talking about someone like, yeah, he's got brown hair, like like Dale. I don't say that. Like I don't get. Redhead it's kind of like saying sorry for exactly donnie you don't later. get it yeah exactly you just don't get it because that <laughs> might be because you're redheaded dude redheads are different man my first girlfriend was redheaded Ooh, yeah always always had a soft spot it was for redheaded girls oh, i mean i wrote her some love Tony letters Katane. she'd moved away oh. brought them back in seventh grade can you imagine being in seventh grade and your third grade girlfriend shows up with a love letter you wrote her? Why do women do that? Because she's redheaded. That's a lesson to all you men out there, especially young yo men. Dog. Don't ever write she, anything down hey, that you mean. Yo, dog, she was about to do you in, dog. They will hold on to it. Yeah. It'll come back to like haunt you. dagger. Yeah. Like the Mayan sacrifice is what she was going to do to you. No, yeah. she was sweet, but that was that little one maneuver. And she was trying to be nice. She thought it was cute quote unquote but when you're in seventh grade it's a little psychotic you don't want your boys to think you're cute no <laughs> like oh, i said no. she was about to mine and sacrifice you yeah yeah the heart yeah it's coming out donnie's gonna roll down the steps what's your advice and everyone out there listening and not watching know that this is coming from a redhead <laughs> dye your hair red um no don't do that do the opposite of that um I don't know. If you ain't first, you're last. I'm going to – I just thought of this one this morning, but um, uh, wash your hands and say your prayers because germs and Jesus are everywhere. Yeah. Timely advice. I just made that up. I say every Sunday they'll make your mom. I'm pretty sure that's on a T-shirt somewhere. Leroy says it every podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I hate hate saying the same ones every time. Yeah. Cool. Not that I, That's it. That's what you're. We're going out on that. What? I hate to say the same thing every time. You're just. Don, dry, I'm going to say it for Donnie. We, hey, we pass say, you the ball and you fumble. If you in could my give opinion, us advice, at the one yard line. Oh, sell yourself. 
based on our experience noodling. Yeah. What <laughs> what'd you learn about noodling that could be good life advice? I don't know. <laughs> um, his advice would be don't confuse that with canoodling, yeah. which is what he did when uh, you invited him. I would say, based on my experience noodling, that offense is safer than defense. When you go after something, you're less likely to get hurt than yeah, if you right like, go if into it. If you're going to make a mistake, make a mistake at 100 miles an hour. Yep. Coach, my football coach always that's said what, that. That's what. Uh, Are you serious? That's what yeah. Nick was saying. Don't mess up, mess up full when he ran after that bucket. I don't think he was saying that. He was I'm doing not sure it. that yeah, always works out. It doesn't work <laughs> on the football I don't field. Think it he was knew that. good advice, but Nick was saying that with his actions. That's, yes. That sounds like a broken collarbone. <laughs> I wonder that if the advice. podcasts are following our two conversations we have going on right now. Sorry, sorry for sorry, that, everyone. Podcast audience, thank I'm you for ADD. thank you for listening to this episode of Rodeo Time, the podcast. Hey, before we close out, I know I've said this twice now. Should we rename this? Yes. What did we say? The Old Sun Scoop. The Total Feeds. <laughs> <laughs> what? I thought that's where we we're going with this. <laughs> Welcome to Rodeo Time 96.3. Go we were, ahead and rename it because, Dale Frisbee. Because the, the vlog is named Rodeo Time. We, and then we started Just Ranching, which mm-hmm. is like ranching tips. And then we started Just Rodeoing, which is rodeo tips. And so we thought the podcast tips. might should be named something different, like All Sun or something. Because when we post them, it's also called Rodeo Time. Like K-R-A-P. C-R-A-P. <laughs> So we're thinking the old son something, but we needed an S word that stood, you know, that had like a scoop, the scoop or like, you know, kind of like how they have rump chat, like a chat or talk or scoop or we need a word after old son, but we wanted it to start with S that way. It was like, had the alliteration. Shit. Uh, leave it in the comments below. Let's get some There's suggestions. Well, on the podcast, you can't leave comments. Oh. You can tweet us tweet it. or DM it. Insta us. This is going to haunt me all the way to Cheyenne. I think. Think about it. Let I, me know. Yeah, I got about 13 hours I, uh, alone in the truck. <laughs> I love the old sun. Like, that's been, that was like our, one of our day one designs. And that's like, anyway. Pow Pow Radio. That's the best I've got right now. Yeah. 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 That one would be good. That is good. You hadn't thought of that? What about Old Sun Radio? There you go. I like Pow Pow better. Pow Pow Radio. Welcome to Pow Pow Radio. I like Pow Pow better. You know, you can comment on the YouTube version of this. Yeah. I got nothing. I'm out. Redhead Radio. Well, thanks for listening to Old Sun Radio. And uh, we're on to the next one. This wasn't (laughs) real.